0: at a Studio E in Los Angeles, California. Oh, my goodness. I'm laughing the way Nathan just uh, rolled open the door for me to, to start the show. I wasn't ready for that, but we're having a blast, as we always do. David Essel in the box with you, celebrating 24 years on the air. Can you believe it's gone that fast? 24 years. Every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, we bring you the greatest guest, um, ideas to help you become more inspired with your mind body relationships spirit finances you name it we cover it your health oh my lord it's consistent it's constant it, it's the best and i love doing this so much don't forget that everything that we do here on the program is archived and nine o'clock tonight eastern time for your friends and family that are missing us live they can listen to the archive show coming up in a couple minutes this is going to be a very cool interview we've got a wonderful woman melissa carroll who teaches the largest yoga class in the United States of America. I'm excited to find out how she does that, the largest yoga class. As a matter of fact, there's no, there's no place so big to handle all these people, I believe, and she'll correct me if I'm wrong, uh, that they do it outdoors. They do it outdoors. This is going to be very cool. The name of her book, Going Home, we'll get with Melissa in just a couple minutes. Proud to be part of the Clear Channel iHeart Premier Radio Network, one 800 548-TALK, 1-800-548-TALK. Text us during the show, 941-266-7676. So glad that you've chosen to share some of your Saturday evening with us. So the name of the book, Going Home, Real Life Stories, on and off the yoga mat. Melissa Carroll, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here.
0: Yes. So that's a trip. 200 yoga followers with you teaching the class. Is that true? (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. They do give me a mic. I mean, I'm loud, but uh, (laughs) I need a little bit of help. So um, it's, it's really amazing. And actually, these last couple of weeks in Florida, the weather has been so beautiful. So we've gotten 300 people, upwards of 300 folks. Come out to this beautiful park in downtown Tampa every Sunday evening. It's a donation based class. So, it, you know, it, it's this amazing amalgamation of energies. It's beginners who've never attempted a yoga pose before in their lives. Um, and it's people, you know, seasoned practitioners who have long standing, very solid practices. All ages sure. people bring their dogs, people bring their kids. Um, and it's really just incredible to have so many people out there breathing and moving mindfully together in a space. There is this... this Really incredible energetic shift that takes place when you can get people to slow down and just be in the present moment together for a little while. And it doesn't help that, uh, you know, it doesn't hurt that it's in Florida and it's gorgeous.
0: So, (laughs) and it's, and especially this time of year, it's absolutely stunning. Do do you now, now your introduction, you know, in reading through your book, your introduction to yoga, and, and I want you to explain what happened for our listeners. You actually cried. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're, d- yes, and and, and I'm, I and I wanted to st- I thought that was so wonderful, but but they were t- not quite tears of sadness or pain. Explain what happened to you at your first class.
1: Exactly. It wasn't. It wasn't tears of pain. So if anybody's out there who's never tried yoga before and is scared to, don't worry. Like I, I guarantee you, probably will not break out into tears um, in the way that I did. Um, you might. So I was. I'm, I've always been a very sensitive kid growing up, I'm sure a lot of people can relate, people who are particularly empathic or maybe prone to depression and anxiety like I was for so long. And really what I was searching for was what I think everybody is searching for on a very fundamental level. And that's simply to be happy. It's just to feel at ease in our own skin. You know, just to to feel at peace. And When, and you know, so of course, throughout my life, I searched for happiness, and like most people, I was searching for it in the external realm. I was searching for it in relationships. I was searching for it in having all of these goals and then achieving them and feeling the joy of the success for a little while, but then of course it would fade, and I would be stuck back in my old patterns, in my old emotional habits, Um, and when I went into this yoga class and the woman, uh, Val actually, Val Spee is her name, um, at the Lotus Room in Tampa, she started talking about what yoga was and it wasn't even a cognitive thing. I just felt this uncontrollable tingling behind my eyes and I'm one of those sensitive folks where if mm-hmm. something clicks, I just start to tear up. And I, I didn't, I didn't start like bawling or anything. It wasn't awkward, um, <laughs> but I just, I felt as though something had clicked. And years later, a friend of mine had made a comment that really resonated that she said sometimes people, they they get emotional when they they know something that they already knew but had forgotten. And sure I think that's kind of what yogic wisdom and the, the whole philosophy behind meditation um, was for me in that moment that I could find happiness, not in the external, but actually within, by sitting still and closing my eyes and instead of grasping for happiness outside of myself, but by going within, letting all that other noise, quiet down, and finding out that inner peace really was with me all along. Um, so, yeah. so that was kind of my magic moment. But you know, it wasn't an, an easy road. Of course, I'm a very slow learner. So it wasn't like one day I walked into the yoga studio, bam, great, on on the road to inner peace, no more problems. Of course, <laughs> you know, it doesn't happen that simply. No. Um, if only, if only it could um, happen like that. Right. <laughs> Melissa,
0: you know, I, I remember when I started meditating years ago in you know, and I, I share this story in my lectures, it was it was three hundred and sixty five days of listening to an audio cassette on meditation, someone's voice, before I actually could meditate and and be in the flow consistently with it you know and, yeah. and 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 part of the reason I think in our culture is what you were talking about earlier, you know the instant gratification that you exactly. you hit a goal and you feel good, or yeah i mean it 's the reason for addictions in general, where you do something and you feel good, but it doesn 't last, and so you search and try to do it again but what you' but what 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 I heard in your book through your writings about the tear is that it was this um internal connection it didn 't matter if you mastered yoga for God's sake, it was your first time but <laughs> (laughs) Correct. Right? Intuitively, you knew you were home. That's kind of what I picked up.
1: Oh, I love the way you just said that. Intuitively, I did know I was home. Um, And actually, uh, there's a beautiful writer and yoga teacher who says that yoga is a journey back to ourselves. It's a journey back home. And that kind of goes in with the title, Going Home. It's about coming home and coming back to what we are and how we're already... We're already there. Everything that we yes. want already exists. And um, I, I want to commend you, too, for being able to do that meditation practice for 365 days in a row because, man, that's hard. <laughs> it's not <laughs> easy.
0: No, and it, and it opened up just like yoga does for people. It opened up this massive life shift. Um, yeah. and, and, I, and, and I'm and i going to get into When we come back, we're going to go to a quick break. We're going to talk to Melissa Carroll more about the book Going Om. We're gonna, and, and one of the questions that I'm going to have her answer when we come back from the break is that it's a compilation of stories from writers who do yoga. And I'm curious as to why did she go in that direction, writers who do yoga, versus doing a book of yoga instructors and experts in their perception of yoga. So I'm going to have Melissa answer that question when she comes back. The name of the book, Going Om, Real Life story on and off the yoga mat. The website, melissacarollyoga.com, melissacarollyoga.com. She's also on Facebook, Going Om Yoga on Facebook. Go check that out. And, and three, can you imagine 300 people following her? Here's this chick on stage on a Sunday evening taking people through the yoga class. There's 300 people going, yeah, I think that sounds like a great night. <laughs> I think that rocks. So much more to come. And don't forget, 9 p.m. Eastern time tonight, this interview with Melissa Carroll will be at archived at our website, talkdavid.com. Back in a moment. I'm David Essel. Stay there. Are you ready for deep love? David Essel here, national radio host and author, with our newest book, Angel on a Surfboard, Lessons About Deep Love from a Divine Messenger. Set in Hawaii, columnist Sandy Tavish arrives for vacation, having no idea that the exotic women and retired surfer he is about to meet hold the answers to deep love. Angel on a Surfboard is endorsed by Oprah's Ambassador of Hope, Marla Scott. Get Angel on a Surfboard today at talkdavid.com. You're tuned into to David Essel Live, America's positive radio show. Like us on Facebook and listen to hundreds of inspirational archive shows at talkdavid.com. Now here's your host, Mr. Motivation, David Essel. Coast to coast every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, celebrating the 24 years on the air. And we just have had the chance at 24 years to interview some of the most amazing people. And today I get a chance to keep that streak going. Melissa Carroll, author of the book Going Om... Real life stories on and off the yoga mat. Ninth or two thousand six, walked into her first yoga class, felt that connection, uh, and now is out there teaching three hundred students every Sunday evening. I was off by a hundred. Excuse me, there, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh well, sometimes it gets a little chilly for Floridians, so the numbers dwindle down, and we
0: get to like hundred. So it's all good. <laughs> yes, yes. Hey, Who's okay. Why? Why the book with writers talking about their experience with yoga versus yoga gurus talking about their experience with yoga?
1: I think this is a really important question, actually, because I wanted to capture the experiences of, and I and I hate to use the word. Like regular or ordinary, because of course we know that those terms are superfluous and they don't really mean very much. Um, But I I didn't want to ask the gurus. I didn't want to ask the yoga masters, the the people who are really particularly bendy and you know are have (laughs) eight zillion followers on Instagram and they're doing handstands like in their bikinis all day, (laughs) (laughs) or at least that's what they you know show on social media. Uh, You know, they're wonderful, and I'm sure they have great stories, too. But I knew that the writers were the ones who would really be able to capture the more comprehensive scope of what it's like to be a Westerner, approaching and experiencing this deeply uh, Eastern, very wise, very beautiful, and also very complex path. So... Um, I, as a writer myself, and as a lover of books and a lover of literature, I wanted to hear the stories of yoga told through the literary lens. I wanted to hear the narratives, you know. Um, right. Actually, uh, someone who uh, reviewed the book. Kind of put it perfectly. They said it, it's sort of like you go into a yoga studio and you sit down on a yoga mat, and it just so happens you look around and you've got all of these really amazing writers, some national bestsellers, and some really cool up and coming literary voices. And maybe for the sake of the story, they've got like a glass of wine in them. So they're really honest and they're able to open up. <laughs> and you get then to be reminded. That we're not actually alone, and I thought I thought that was the most remarkable thing when I was compiling all of the essays and contacting a lot of these writers. And frankly, um, for me, contacting some of these writers was was quite exhilarating and nerve wracking because writers are my celebrities. Like if you you know, Danny Shapiro, she was she was on Oprah, she's been on Oprah's Book Club, and so to send her an email. And say, right. hey, here's this idea. Do, are you down for this? And then her being so lovely and pleasant and saying, of course, yes, I, I would love to have my voice in this compilation.
0: Um, and so and let's it was, stop. It was you know, be, so because exciting. we've only we've only got about five minutes left. Melissa, let's let, let's go to Danny's story. What, what was it that, that she wrote about that touched you that would be a benefit to our listeners?
1: wrote about the all of it, about the, the, the everyday struggles that we go through. And I think that's what makes this book so different, is that, you know, um, we all go through self-doubt. We've all we all seek to want to belong. And Danny Shapiro taps into that in her story. And it's about something very seemingly mundane. It's about like sitting in a coffee shop, trying to get work done, feeling the pressures of her career, having her son, her young son next to her, feeling um, the pressure of the familial relationships and all that gets wrapped up in our lives and how it's so crucial to stop and just become aware of the all of it so that we can appreciate the all of it and not just mm. get lost. In the current. And I think that's what yoga teaches us. And I think that's what this book can also do, too
0: for For our listeners you know when when you feel that life is overwhelming and it 's a struggle, and many of us feel that some people feel that their whole existence and, and i 'm not i 'm not a yoga guru i 'm not a yoga teacher. I take yoga occasionally because I just love anything that silences the mind and um, and a lot of times, Melissa, when I take yoga classes i 'll actually do a private instruction uh, you know, just 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 to have the focus on me in the moment, and there's nothing wrong with classes at all, but I, I do things a little differently in life. And one <laughs> of the things that I love about yoga, and it's very almost identical to meditation, is if, if you're willing to surrender and just be in this moment.
1: Exactly. Exactly. That's what it's all about. And meditation is an integral part of the yogic practice. They're not really different paths in classical yoga. Um, the whole point of all of these postures is just so you can prepare your body and your mind to be able to sit in meditation. That's where the magic happens. Yeah. And it's exactly like how you put it, just being able to surrender into the moment. Um, one of my teachers, Nissa Hanger, she uh, says yoga is being with what is, whatever yes. it is. Yes. And I, yes. I, I think, you know, it's easy to say, and it's hard to practice, and it is a practice. It's a lifelong practice.
0: What's the name of the pose when you're supposed to be dead?
1: <laughs> Shavasana, <laughs> my favorite pose. <laughs> There's actually an essay in the book called Corpse Pose about, about it, and that's how important yeah. it is.
0: And tell us why. I mean, and so I'm just going to paint the picture. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, lay down on the floor, pretend you're dead. Tell us why that's so important.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, there's a lot of reasons. It, like I could, I could totally go into this, but we would be here all night. And I know, you know, we don't have a lot of time. Um, right. But the idea is that corpse pose brings you into stillness. Um, And that's what all of these other postures are designed to build you up to. So we we typically live um, lives where we're sitting in chairs for sixty hours a week, and our shoulders are crunched up to our ears, and our jaws are uh, clenched shut. Our hips are super tight. The physical body, the energetic body, and the emotional and mental layers of the body are all intertwined. And so that's why yoga can be such a comprehensive system for healing on many layers. You can come into yoga because your low back hurts. That's fine. But you also might discover that there are some really great benefits as well. And, of course, yoga is the perfect antidote to stress. So we open up the body Mm -hmm. so that we can just lie back and then absorb all of the benefits of being still in the present moment, getting out of the frenetic, busy monkey mind, and just mm. being there. And that's mm. really the heart of the yoga practice. Uh, you can't have a good yoga pl- a practice, in my opinion, without Shavasana. It just can't happen. You've got to play dead I just, at the
0: end. I, amen. <laughs> I, I, think, I think that's just so cool. Now, we, we have about a minute and a half left. Do you teach anything other than the, the big Sunday class? Do you teach regular tiny classes?
1: Oh, yes, I do. I teach everything from private lessons to um, group classes at studios. Um, Yoga Downtown Tampa is the studio that I work in conjunction with, and the city of Tampa has sponsored the big park class, Um, and I also teach at a lovely studio called The Lotus Pond, um, as well as some corporate classes, so that's great. I get to actually go into offices where people are totally stressed out and they need the yogas,
0: (laughs) so it's really great. Yes. Yes. Now, do you, do you yourself, do you go for further instruction, for further growth? Do you do any of the yoga conferences? Just really quickly, your, your path.
1: Yes, you know, like I said, it's a it's a constant practice and I have a lot to learn. I'm currently actually at the Lotus Pond where I teach going for my advanced teacher certification. It's sort of like the master's degree. That's how yes. I equate it. Um so you can teach with a 200-hour certification. That's like your bachelor's degree. That's what I've got. But now I'm going for the 500-hour, which is the advanced. I'm learning so much and it's so good every time I'm, I'm able to make the time to walk into a yoga class I, I hear like little cherubs singing hallelujah like you made it you did it you got to class good for you because it's so hard
0: is, <laughs> you, you know the, the passion that you have for it is extremely evident the name of the book Going Home Real Life Stories on and off the yoga mat the website melissacarolyoga.com melissacarolyoga.com the class Sunday Nights in Tampa when you go to her website you can find out more about that Melissa You are wonderful. It was awesome to have you on the show. Keep kicking butt, okay? Oh, you too. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And don't forget that this interview is archived at 9 p.m. Eastern at talkdavid.com for all of your friends that missed the show. More to come. I'm David S.